it's a good question. So we don't um, disclose the precise revenues, uh, but our revenues are in the low eight figures. And um, happy to add to that also that you know in the last uh, few years we have been either profitable or we have been breaking even. Fantastic! Congratulations on that. Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top? All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 79 of Taking You to the Top. My guest today is Sam Nasserian. Nas- Did I get that right? Nasserian. That's right. Nasserian. Right. He's the founder and CEO of Cozy Meal. Sam, thanks for joining me today. Pleasure to be with you. All right. So, Sam, to get us started, uh, could you share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know? Well, it's a good question. I I think something that most people don't know is that I used to be a competitive swimmer throughout um, most of my teens. And to this day, I try to stay active and exercise nearly every day. So even when I'm traveling for business and I'm staying in a hotel, I usually try to get up an hour earlier in the morning to exercise. And even if that means, you know, just running where the hotel is based. Okay. Got so it. This is something I think many people are surprised when they hear about it, even in some of my ways. And are you, so you're not a competitive swimmer anymore, but actively swimming? I'm not. I'm not. I am. Okay. So, um, Sam, if you wouldn't mind, could you tell us a bit about your background? What did you do before you started Cozy Meal? Yeah. So, I'm very passionate about online marketplaces. And so, I've worked in the past 12 plus years in leadership roles at companies that um, were running online marketplaces. So, uh, you know, obviously, Cozima itself is the largest marketplace for culinary products and experiences in the U.S. Uh, but prior to Cozima, I was the head of the IT category at Upwork, which is uh-huh. the world's largest marketplace for freelancers. And prior to Upwork, I was the head of the international expansion at Just Answer, which is a leading marketplace for questions and answers to experts such as lawyers, doctors, etc. Well, uh I see most of these roles are IT related. So how did you make that switch to Cozy Meal? Or are you still taking, you know, is IT playing a massive aspect in Cozy Meal as well? Absolutely. It's a very good question. So, you know, the essence, you know, uh, you know, Upwork as well as Just Answer uh, um, is to provide a platform um, where you can, you know, easily match um, providers of services 
with with people who are interested in using those services. Right. And uh, this is not very different with Cozumel, where we are a platform, you know, connecting chefs, um, food tour guides, mixologists, sommeliers, with people who are interested in booking those services. And so technology is certainly at the center of everything we do at Cozumel. Okay. Uh, but I guess what I wanted to understand is, does it matter to you whether it's to do with, you know, the culinary world versus, let's say, I mean, an Upwork, you may not find so much uh, of the culinary world there, but more like development and so forth. I see. I see. It's a good question. Yeah. So um, to, to maybe um, elaborate a little bit more, you know, what made me uh, start Cozumia, you know, I, I always enjoyed cooking. I always enjoyed watching cooking shows. I remember even as a kid, I was the one who was usually watching cooking shows with my mom versus my sister. Uh, who was not so interested in those. And um, and so when I came to San Francisco um, in, in 2007, I was um, on the one side, you know, very excited about the city and, you know, uh, it being a melting pot and offering so many different types of food from all over the world. But at the same time, I was also sometimes disappointed by restaurant experiences, which were usually, you know, restaurants were loud and noisy. Some of the restaurants had only mediocre food. And you would never um, have the opportunity to interact with a chef. And so, you know, fast forward, you know, in 2013, I was thinking, why not launch a platform where you can easily find and book chefs? And so it came certainly, you know, not only because my experience with marketplaces, but also uh, given the fact that I've always been very passionate about cooking and have a lot of respect for chefs. And so this is how we started, you know, focusing on, um, cooling experiences specifically with chefs, but over the uh, years you have been expanding into other verticals. Sure. So I guess this is a great uh, point to ask what does Cozy Meal do? What do you offer? Yeah. So Cozy Meal is the largest platform um, in the US and in Canada um, that is entirely focused on culinary products and experiences. So we have about three pillars of products and services. You know, mm -hmm. the one pillar, Know, consists of um, different types of experiences around food and alcohol, so such as in-person cooking classes, in-person wine tasting, private chef experiences, food tours, etc., as well as the online versions of those, such as online cooking classes, virtual wine tastings, online mixology classes. So all sorts of um, experiences around food and alcohol, both online as well as in person. The second pillar um, is about um, cookware and barware. So on Cozy Meal, you can also find, um, you can buy cookware and barware that has been specifically curated and reviewed by our large network of chefs and mixologists. Mm -hmm. And then the third pillar um, consists of um, free content that we create um, for everyone in the world who can access it. You know, we produce in-house recipes, including recipe videos. We have a Cozima magazine on cozima.com slash magazine, where you can find, you know, articles with tips and tricks around, you know, cooking, uh, how to organize events, um, how to do team building activities around food for a company, etc. So these are the three pillars of our service. And they're all really equally important to us. And the vision uh, to me has always been 
to be the platform where anyone who's looking for anything around food and alcohol, they should come to Cozima and be able to find it. So we expect in the next you know, months and years to further expand um, our portfolio of products and services. Got it. And um, I guess an important question is, did you always have the video side or the sort of, uh, how, do, how do I call it? I mean, did the pandemic have any issue, you know, like uh, effect on how fast you moved into video or were you always planning to do that? It's an excellent question. So while we, you know, had always envisioned that we wanted to have um, um, pre-recorded classes, we actually had never thought about doing live interacting uh, classes that you can book on Cozumel now. And so this was certainly a, a result of the pandemic. So we were, prior to the pandemic, we were, you could find uh, all sorts of in-person experiences around food and alcohol in Cozumel. And then when the pandemic hit us, uh, we saw a need to offer um, classes as well as other experiences online. And, and what was important to us was that we didn't want it to be just a pre-recorded video then. We saw that it actually adds a lot of value to customers when it's a life experience where the customers can ask questions and get an answer right away, where the chef, sommelier, mixologist, or other culinary experts can provide feedback. Um, and so we launched it um, shortly after the beginning of the pandemic in the US and um, saw a huge success. Uh, and I believe actually, even once we have the pandemic um, behind us, these experiences are here to stay. Uh, they will not Absolutely. go away because I think the pandemic generated new demand for them that will exist even post-pandemic. And the demand will be higher than it was pre-pandemic. Sure. No, I agree with that completely. And um, was it always uh, like a subscription or membership model? Or was this new because of the video aspect? Okay. It's a good question. So we don't actually, um, in most of the business on Cozumel is, um, I call it a la carte in the sense, you know, you find an experience, you pay and book that experience. Um, we do have a Cozumel Select program, which is uh, you pay a small monthly fee of $5, and then you get a discount on any experience you book. So it gives you a benefit. Um, but the business primarily is not on a subscription, but rather okay. you pay per experience. And uh, what would you say on average is the cost per experience? I'm sure it varies, but mm -hmm. let's say on average. Yeah, it's a good question. So for online experiences, the average cost is about $29 per device. So even if you book for the entire family and you're all one in one space, you only pay $29 for the entire experience. Uh, for in-person experiences, it is around $100 per person, and uh, that obviously includes the cost for the ingredients and everything. Okay, but with the $29 model, they're, they're not getting like a pre-shipped box of ingredients. That is correct, exactly. So with the 29 model, uh, you will be you know, getting the ingredients yourself and we actually 
you know, provide uh, tools which enable you to automatically add all the necessary ingredients to your shopping cart and then just get it from your favorite grocery store that does deliveries. Okay. We do, though, offer some experience on the platform where you can um, pay an extra fee and then we send you actually a kit with all the ingredients. And those so kits usually go from 20 to $50 uh, per kit. Okay, and what are the, could you give us an example of one of those experiences? Absolutely. So one of those would be one of the most popular one is our sushi making class, um, where, you know, especially with, with, with sushi, not everyone might have sushi rice at home or uh, nori um, or some of the sushi tools, uh, like the rolling um, um, bamboo. And so right. what, you, what you get is you get it, um, you book the sushi making class, and I believe um, it's 20 or 30 dollars hours for the kit that you can then have shipped to you um, so that then when the class comes you have all the ingredients with the exception of the um, raw fish that you would need to source or the vegetables if you want to do uh, just vegetarian sushi but everything else is in the kit from the rice to the vinegar to the tools you need to make sushi and everything else will be in the kit and it's very popular people really like it absolutely um, and I think you mentioned that you launched the company in 2013. Is that correct? Yeah, so the, yeah, the idea um, I had um, in 2013, in late 2013, we launched with our current product, with the marketplace that it exists in this form, in mm -hmm. July 2014. 14. So it took me a few months yeah, to, to think about it and kind of make the decision to actually go and launch it. Okay, got it. And um, what does the, the team size look like today? I think if I'm not mistaken, I saw something in the 90s. Yeah, so in terms of full-time uh, team members, uh, we, we are already over 30. Um, and then we, you know, we do have you know, also some um, um, freelance um, writers that you work with and some other freelancers or part-time team members, but full-time it's over 30. Okay, and uh, what's the breakdown of your team members? I mean, how are the 30 allocated? Yeah, so it's um, pretty much, uh, it's a good question actually. I would say um, we have about, we have an, in, um, an engineering team of, um, four to five people, you know, uh, a big part of the team consists of um, sales and operations people, mm -hmm. um, people who are in charge of working with our chef partners, mixology partners, to bring them on board, to expand the business uh, um, nationwide as well as into other countries, um, marketing, um, and obviously on some back office operations. And that's pretty sure. much it, I think. And um, I, I know this may sound like a very general question, but where do you find the chefs? I mean, I, I'm not. Yeah. I, I don't know the culinary culinary world too much, but I'm not. I would assume that you know chefs are not just sitting around waiting to be hired. I could be mistaken. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> yeah, and, and it has over the years, you know, we have built up 
um, a brand um, within, especially within, within the culinary world, where um, usually um, when we even want to enter a new market um, where we haven't done any business and we just announced that we're planning on launching in Nashville, Tennessee, that we start getting um, um, chefs who you know, reach out to us and tell us they would like to join our platform. So the vast majority um, of the chefs, mixologists, sommeliers, etc., cetera, um, actually find us uh, and tell us you know, that they're interested in joining the platform and, and, and then they join. Um, so it's a, the culinary world is actually a small world. And so um, if you usually have a name recognition, then the chefs and the other culinary um, experts are usually aware of you and, um, and then see opportunities to work with you. But how about, how about in the beginning, though? Yeah. In the early days, it was you know, different. Obviously, in the early days, um, it was us who would reach out to them. And um, in particular, when we were uh, entering new markets, you know, we would reach out to them, you know, and tell them about the business, about the benefits that uh, you would have as a culinary partner when you're on our uh, platform. And this really, you know, a lot of them got excited and decided to join our platform. You know, when you join the platform, as a, let's say as a chef, you know, there is no cost associated um, for you until you actually, you know, get business on the platform. So uh, we bring on board, we send a photographer free of charge who actually takes photos of you, of your venue, of your food. Um, we have a professional food writer who writes up a profile for you. Um, and... Um, you don't have to pay any fees to be listed on a platform. Uh, and so it's a very low risk um, um, step that you can take to get more business. And then once you get business, then we obviously charge a commission um, per booking and, and for us to obviously make money. And, and so this is really like a win-win situation. And then the benefits a lot of chefs, for instance, see is <clears throat> when they work as a chef in a restaurant, they usually have long hours. Um, and their pay per hour um, is, is, is not very high. Um, and the lifestyle in general is, is, not, is not great if you work really long hours in a restaurant and sometimes six, six days a week. Um, versus on Cozumel, um, first of all, they get to be their own boss. They decide when they work, how frequently they work. They set their own price. And in particular, if you're a chef who teaches cooking classes, you really get to teach and share your experience with many people. And per hour, you make significantly more than you would make in a restaurant. So, Absolutely. and I think this is this is a reason why, while the first you know months um, when we started the business, we had to reach out to them, tell them about it. Now that they know about us, it's it's a very compelling proposition for them to join our platform. And are the chefs expected? Uh, I mean, are they all working full time for Cozy Meal, or I mean, on the Cozy Meal platform? Or are there part-time as well? Uh, absolutely. It's across the board. So, so chefs, you know, use our platform, you know, because we provide them the opportunity to make more money. But then there are some chefs who uh, have their own um, food business and use Cozumel as an additional source of revenue. There are some okay. chefs who might be working part-time in a restaurant. And so it's across the board. And have you had any experiences personally of uh, chefs finding it so promising that they quit their full-time jobs and move on to Cozy Meal? 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And we have had um, also there have been you know, cases also in the press where you know chefs have quit the job. Some of whom you know start joined the platform, Cosima platform, started making more money, saving money, and then they used that money to open a restaurant. And Incredible. so to them, this was life changing from a sure, chef sure. working in a restaurant later on to being now a restaurant owner. Um, and these are some of these stories you can find in the press um, when, when you Google us. Fantastic. Okay, Sam, let's take a quick break to thank our first sponsor, then we'll jump into the economics. Sure. Our first sponsor is a company called TopTal. They have a global network to top talent in business, design, and technology that enables companies to scale their teams on demand. TopTal serves thousands of clients, including Fortune 500 companies and innovative startups, delivering expertise and world-class solutions at an unparalleled success rate with elite freelancers in over 100 countries. TopTal connects a top 3% screen list of the world's top talent with leading companies in days, not weeks. Visit toptal.takingyoutothetop.io. That's T-O-P-T-A-L dot takingyoutothetop.io and get an 80-hour no-risk trial period so you only have to pay if you're satisfied with the work. Get started hiring with TopTal today. Okay, um, Sam, to get into the economics briefly, um, is the company bootstrapped or have you raised capital? We have raised capital. And uh, would you mind giving us sort of a range or how much you raised? Yeah, absolutely. So we raised um, uh, around... um, $2.6 $2.6 million in funding. And um, was that mostly for the development of the platform? Yeah, it was a um, development of the platform, um, marketing, and then in particular, expansion. So, okay. you know, we, 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 we expanded heavily, heavily in, in the years 2016, 17, 18, and 19. And nationwide, as well as into Canada, and so a big part of that money was um, for the expansion. Okay, and do you plan on expanding internationally, or is that part absolutely. of the vision? So, absolutely. So, so Canada was our first um, uh, market outside of the U.S. Um, we are um, already in planning to expand to several other English-speaking countries in particular um, the UK and Australia. And after that, uh, we would like to expand um, into non-English speaking countries, uh, all you know, um, in Europe, um, we would love to expand to the Middle East, um, as well as uh, Latin America and Asia. I was just about to say, if you were to go to the Middle East, it would be incredible because I mean, I'm originally from the Middle East, but I, I've lived abroad most of my life. And when I moved here, I noticed there's really not too much to do here other than eat at restaurants and go to the mall. It's all about food. So I think this would be a fantastic idea in the Middle East, especially Dubai as a starter. Absolutely. Absolutely, and and you, you nailed it, Rani. And so Dubai would be uh, certainly our, our first target market. Sure. Okay. Um. This next question, a lot of people don't like it, but I have to ask it. What does annual revenue look like? 
Yeah, it's a good question. So we don't um, disclose the precise revenues, um, but our revenues are in the low eight figures. And um, happy to add to that also that you know in the last uh, few years we have been either profitable or we have been breaking even. Fantastic! Congratulations on that. That's very impressive. And um, Sam, would you mind me asking, would you ever consider selling Cozy Meal? So it's an it's an interesting question. You know, you know. At the centerpiece of everything we do as a company is, is to make it very easy for people to find products and services around food and alcohol. And so um, we have been very successful with that, but we're just getting started. So if we come across a partner who can help us continue on that mission and maybe be even faster than we have been so far, then, then, then yes, then uh, we would certainly consider, um, you know, um, selling the company and working with our partner to continue with our uh, vision of, um, of the mission of, you know, um, making it very easy for people to find products and services around food and alcohol. Got it. Okay. Um, so Sam, this next section is to do with sort of your marketing efforts. Um, with the capital that you raised, what would you say is the marketing channel of choice? What has been the most successful for you? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, so we, um, it's been essentially, you know, uh, you know, for those uh, listeners who have been to business school or taking marketing classes, we've been using pretty much the entire mix of marketing, you know, everything from uh, paid and organic. And it has been really a combination of several channels that have made us successful. Um, so it's difficult for me to point to one channel, but the combination of pretty much the major marketing channels, both paid and um, organic, has, uh, has, has enabled us to, to attract uh, the audience. And then obviously after that, you know, ensuring that you provide a high-quality product um, and uh, ensure that people come back and, and use the service again and have a good repeat rate. Sure. And I guess, okay, uh, if we could dig a little deeper, how did you get your first non-referred customers from marketing? Mm -hmm. The non-referred first one... I think it was a Facebook ad we were running <laughs> and in 2014. Uh, it was a Facebook ad and I remember it actually because uh, we started running it and we were not getting many leads so I decided to turn off the ad and then I, I, I was back then I was doing myself customer support and so then I, I, I got a call from someone who wanted to book us for a team building event and by the way a lot of companies book Cozy Meal experiences for, as a team building activity. And, um, and that person, by the way, was working for a fairly big company in, in, in the Bay Area in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I usually, back then, I would usually ask them, how did you hear about us? And they said, oh, I saw your Facebook ad. And then I thought, oh, maybe we should start our Facebook ad. Again. <laughs> and um, so this was really the first, uh, the first that I remember. Okay, fantastic. Um, and uh, do you... Do you sort of go out of your way 
to get press? I mean, is there any paid press happening? Um, no, we don't do... Uh, uh, oh, maybe let me ask you, what exactly do you mean with paid press? I mean, for example, are you using a service where you're notifying journalists of updates? Are you actively like releasing press releases, that sort of thing? Oh, I see. I see. It's a good question. Uh, no, we don't. We uh, we do certainly. You know, we we love working with journalists, and um, we like you know building up a relationship with journalists, and uh, and and telling and notifying them about new products and services that you offer. But those relationships, we actually build them uh, uh, one by one versus using a service that does it more like in mass. Okay. I guess what I'm trying to get is, in general, if someone starts a business and wants to get the word out, is there any sort of a tip or, I don't want to say a trick, but more a tip of spreading the, the word other than, you know, yeah. doing paid advertising? Yeah, it's a good question. So, and um, we, I, I think press is great. And, uh, and what we did um, a few months after we launched the business was uh, we, we, we had, you know, we had been in conversation with several journalists and, and told them about the official launch. And then they, um, you know, some of them went and started writing about us. And, and so we got, we got some good press. And so that was a good angle for us. And it, it is certainly another option would be what, what some companies do, which is, you know, using one of those wiring services and having a press release that is just published across uh, that network. That's certainly another great option. We didn't pursue that. We, we had rather the individual relationship with, with journalists. But I've seen other companies uh, being very successful with it. Sure. Okay. And um, are you new to podcasts, or have you been on many? What do you think of podcasts as a as a um, Yeah, I think I mean podcasts are growing, are becoming very very popular. Um, and I this is I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's not the first and probably the second podcast uh, I've been on. Um, but it's actually the first that I can remember from all, uh, all the interviews I've had in the last few months. Um, partners are growing. I think they're great. I think um, they, you know, keep the listeners engaged. And I think there's a nice thing about just, just listening and not being distracted by any visuals. So I think podcasts can be great uh, for customer acquisition. I do believe, obviously, just like with any, if you wanted to run, you know, um, ads and be a sponsor it has to be uh, very targeted you know you want you want to really look just like with any ads you run uh, to make sure you capture um, the right audience absolutely okay so sam this this next part it's the first time i've ever done it on this podcast so please bear with me so my second sponsor is a hosting company called bluehost i use them for all of my sites um, I'm not sure which host you're using, but they probably do the same thing. They're a very, very good website host for WordPress specifically because it's a, it's a one-click process to install it, and you could have a website up and running in, in, a, in a couple of minutes, basically. So what I like to do with this is 
let's say you restarted from scratch and you only had a website hosting package, what kind of business would you launch other than what you're currently doing? It's a great question. I'm, I love um, businesses that you know, connect service providers with people who are you know, looking to um, use your services. So it would most likely be, if it's not in the culinary space, it would be um, in, a, in a similar space, um, uh, which would be like enabling people to, you know, people might be looking for maybe a, um, uh, assume you want to like, you want to learn how to do photography. Maybe you want to look for a photography instructor. So I love those types of services. And, and so it would probably be like uh, another marketplace um, but they're not around food and alcohol, but uh, maybe enabling people to easily find other um, instructors or other hosts. And, it, and if somebody wanted to start a marketplace, how easy would you say it would be to develop one? Um, it is certainly, you know, a marketplace. Uh, yeah, it is. A marketplace is, is, is tough to start because you have the, supply and demand side and it is like chicken and egg because the supply would only join if there's demand and the demand would only join if there's supply sure. <laughs> and so you certainly have a chicken egg problem but it's very and then it's also usually you know it grows well but it grows it goes usually continually continuously but you might not have these big spikes that some apps that are maybe for photo sharing have but on the other side and marketplace can be very sticky and can be long-term a great business. So um, it is it is tough to start, but it's um, uh, it's very it's very rewarding. And and since I have been so passionate about marketplaces and have been working on marketplaces for the last twelve plus years, um, I think it will be pretty much pretty natural for me to to start another marketplace. Okay. Well, if anyone listening wants to start a marketplace and have a website up and running in a couple of minutes, they can head over to bluehost.takingyoutothetop.io. All right, Sam, let's wrap up. Uh, what's something you're struggling with at the moment? Because everything above this question is about success. And I'm always curious, is there something that is bothering you or you're struggling with in any given week? Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, we, we as a company have, you know, have this vision that, that I shared with you and, um, and we have so many projects that uh, we, you know, would like to, you know, implement and, and many products we want to launch. And, um, and in order to do that successfully, you need to have, you know, a bigger team and more people. So I, I wouldn't call it struggling, but I think one of the areas where I spend a lot of time and I wish sometimes it was faster is, you know, hiring the best possible talent for, um, for, for many of these roles to be able to even execute faster and, and launch many other products and services around food and alcohol that you want to launch 
in the near future. And so I spend a big part of my time, you know, uh, reviewing candidates, talking to them. And, and I think it's very important. I think it's very important for the CEO to interview everyone as long as it's possible. Every person who, you know, walks through the door, wants to join the company, should at some point be talking to the CEO before they join the company. And so it takes a lot of my time, but it's very important. Sure. No, I agree. And um, I noticed on your LinkedIn page, you mentioned that you are currently hiring. I mean, what, what roles are you looking for specifically? Yeah, we are, we are, yeah, we are hiring across the board. So we're looking to hire um, a few people in different marketing roles. We're looking to hire uh, uh, more people in content writing. Um, we are, we as a company, uh, haven't invested much in uh, YouTube, but we'll soon be launching our YouTube channel where we want to, you know, really create high quality content, um, uh, around food, uh, cooking, uh, lifestyle. Um, and so we were looking for, for some talent there. Uh, we're looking for people in business development, engineering, you name it. Because of so many projects that we have lined up, we're pretty much looking to hire people in, in nearly all roles. So if any of your um, listeners is, is you know, interested in joining Cozymail, so, uh, please check us out on cozymail.com slash jobs and uh, apply uh, for any of the jobs that you think you'll be good fit for. Great. Great. And where, where's the best place for people to get in touch with you directly? Yeah, good question. So um, you can follow me on Twitter. So uh, my handle is S Nasirian. Um, you can also, um, uh, if, you, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, Cozy Meal, and, and you want to you know, contact me, you can always message them, and then they'll be forwarding the message to me. So Instagram.com slash Cozy Meal. Okay, got it. All right, Sam, are you ready for the famous five? Sure. All right, number one, what's your favorite business book? Lean Startup by Eric Ries. Okay, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? The former CEO, uh, Reid Hoffman. I have a lot of respect for him, and I, I admire his approach to uh, ideas, running companies, and growing companies. All right. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for growing Cozy Meal? I think it's the simplest. It's actually Google search engine, and it might be surprising, <laughs> but it's, it, it's, it's because it is, in my opinion, the best tool that gives you the ability to find any information you want and uh, the click of a button. And so, you know, if you have an, um, you know, whatever idea you have, there is usually someone else in the world who has written about something similar to it. And so you can find it, you can get more information, and it really helps you, um, you know, uh, refine your idea and learn a lot. Sure. All right. Uh, number four, what's something you, you wish you knew when you were 20? Starting a company sooner. And not in the sense that I feel like I'm old. I'm certainly not old. But um, in, um, in the sense that, uh, you know, 
I, it's such an exciting uh, thing to do. And, and, and I think I would have really enjoyed it if I had started um, even sooner than I had. Okay, I, I have, uh, I know it's a, the famous five, but I have a 4.1, if you don't mind. Um, when did you decide was the right time for you to make the switch from having a, a nine to five to starting a company? I know that's a very generic question, but usually I think that the struggle that many new entrepreneurs have or not even, I mean, they're not entrepreneurs yet, but they're onto something, but they panic when it comes to leaving a secure job and jumping into the entrepreneurial world. I think uh, it happened, so, so as I mentioned to you uh, earlier in our conversation, I had the idea in late 2013, I, you know, uh, quit my job in 2014 and then actually launched the business in July uh, 2014. And so what made me uh, quit my job and work on, on, on this idea and, and create a company was that I was so excited about it that there was nothing else um, that was more exciting than it. And I think it's very important. I don't think it's necessarily the best idea for people just to quit the job for, and then to think that they will necessarily find a good idea that they want to start a company with. Uh, but it, I think it, it's important that you're very excited about what you're doing. Now, does it mean it has to be the best idea? Certainly not. Because often, you know, you start a company with one idea and over time it, it morphs into something else that is then actually the successful idea. But I think being excited enough that you, you're willing to, to, leave your job behind where your salary goes, you know, down to zero and you're on your own. And for that, you really need to be very, very passionate about it because certainly the journey of an entrepreneur has also a, um, a lot of, uh, you know, challenges and you can only overcome those challenges when you're excited enough. And I think that's very important. I mean, you know, I, I, the jobs that I had prior to Cozima, I think they were all great and I really enjoyed them. But even during the hardest moments in my journey at Pozimia, I still felt uh, more excited and more comfortable than at the best jobs I've had before. And again, given that all the previous jobs were great. And I think this is very important because the number one thing, in my opinion, to success for an entrepreneur is grit. You have to have grit and you can, have it. You can only have it if you're passionate enough. Sure. Um, did you have a, a sort of a financial runway before you left the job? Something in mind like uh, six months, uh, 12 months worth of savings. And if it didn't work out, yes. I'll go get another job. Yes, it, it was the number that was important to me was 12 months. 12 months. Okay, perfect. All right, and the final question, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I try to have eight hours of sleep, uh, but this doesn't always pan out as planned, especially uh, when I travel. But eight hours is the number of sleep that I, I think really helps me be fully alert and very energized. And out of curiosity, are you tracking your sleep? Um, 
I'm not, but maybe I should. <laughs> All right. Well, Sam, thank you again so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I look forward to having a follow-up call with you sometime in the future, maybe a year from now. My pleasure as well. And uh, thank you for having me. Thank you, Sam. As a valued listener of the Taking You to the Top podcast, you're in good company. It has also been said that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That being said, by subscribing to this podcast, you'll spend your time with Rami and a collection of the world's brightest thinkers and founders. All you have to do now is to push the subscribe button on your favorite podcast listening platform, and you'll be consistently learning from the very best. Thanks for watching today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you have an extra minute, leaving a review would help us grow.